In the name of Jesus Christ, our risen Lord and Savior, amen. In 1988, there was a band of Scottish brothers who composed a famous song. It became a hit in America. Better known as the Proclaimers, their hit song was called I'm Gonna Be, which is also known as 500 Miles. Some of you may have recognized the song. Maybe some of you have heard the song. Maybe some of you even like the song. Uh, It's about a man who throughout his days and his life, what he does and how it relates to the person that he loves. Now, for just a short moment, I'm going to share with you a few of those verses and the chorus. Don't worry, I'm not going to sing it for you. You can thank me later. But the verses go something like this. When I, and they're short verses. When I'm working, I'm working hard for you. Uh, when I'm dreaming, I'm dreaming about the time that I'm with you. Uh, when I come home, I'll be coming home after you. And if I grow old, I'll be the man who is growing old uh, with you. And the chorus goes something like this. But I would walk 500 miles And I would walk 500 more just to be the man who walked 1,000 miles to fall down at your door. And when I heard this song, I started to think. I thought, wow, we probably don't walk 1,000 miles to someone that we love just to say, I love you. At least, I don't think we do. I never have. Well, maybe that's why I'm still single. I'm not sure. Maybe I just missed that. But how do we do it? What do we do? How do we show someone that we love them? Well, a couple things immediately come to mind. The, the first thing is pretty simple. Uh, it makes sense. It's called communication. Verbal communication probably works the best. Saying those three powerful, simple words I love you. Those are three simple, powerful words. And when they're spoken sincerely, they can soften a heart, affirm one's commitment, even change one's life. Last summer, NBC News political analyst and moderator of Meet the Press, Tim Russert, uh, passed away from a heart condition In the days and weeks that followed, his son Luke was being interviewed by the media. On one particular morning, uh, Luke was being interviewed by the Today Show, and the question was asked, how will you best remember your father? And Luke responded in this way. He said, we talked two to three times a day. We talked about the upcoming election, sports, and just about life. There was always a lot of love from him. We would always hug. There's not a day that went by that I have not known my father's love for me. It's in those words that we're able to see uh, Luke and what he thought of his father. He knew that his father loved him. How did he know? It's because of the words that he said, the hugs that he gave, the conversations that took place. 
And you know what? That made a difference to Luke. That made a difference to his son. So there's one way where we know how to communicate with someone. We tell them that we love them. I love you. Just those three simple but powerful words. Another way that I thought of is how you treat someone. What do you do for those people that you love? And again, the most logical answer would be, what kind of gifts do you give? What kind of stuff do you show them? What kind of things do you give to them? I'm sure all of us in our lifetimes have given cards and our number of teddy bears and flowers to people that we love. And maybe it's just me, but it seems that the more creative you are, the more of a response you're going to get. I mean, taking something so simple and ordinary and turning it into something with your creativity is something pretty special. It can show someone that you love them. Let me uh, show you an example. When I was in college, I had a roommate, a great guy, and he taught me uh, how to make something simple and ordinary into something somewhat beautiful. Now, you need an imagination with this, so picture this with me. You have a napkin, you have a straw, and you have a ketchup container. You know, when you go to a fast food restaurant, you spit the ketchup into the cup, dip your fries in. It's a very creative um, idea. Um, but put all those things together, and this is what you can come up with. Now remember, it's, your imagination is in place here, but it's a flower. So, and he calls it fast food romance. So, so here, Dr. Gibbs, give this to Renee. I love you, <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> but I think you guys understand what I'm trying to say. We can love with our words. Uh, we can love with our actions. When we talk about God and his love for us, he loves us in the same way through his words and his actions. But aren't there times when we doubt God's love? Aren't there times when we question his love for us? We can go to worship but he seems a million miles away. Uh, our spiritual life feels dry, even though we're searching the scriptures, we're in the scriptures every day. Our prayers seem more directed into the air than they are at a father's own heart. Sometimes you're wondering, is God even showing me any love anymore? Well, look around. L look at your own life. L look at the world that you live in. There's a lot of terrible things that are going on. There's... Um, the economy is struggling, money is tight, the family's hurting, there's a threat of terrorism, the fear of sickness, the uncertainty of the future. You put all of these things together and it's easy to ask the question, where's the love? Where's his love? But that's why I love our passage for this morning, which Zach just read a few moments ago. 1 John 3.16, specifically the first part where he says, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. 
It's in those words that we're able to see how God loves us with words, but also with an action. Think of it this way. The most powerful being in the world, the creator of all the universe, the Lord of all, loves you. He wants to be in a relationship with you. That's how much you mean to him. Those are beautiful words. Those words are also found in John 3.16. Note, our text is 1 John 3.16, but John 3.16 says the same thing. And you all know this. Let's just say it together. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. You are part of that world, and so am I. God loves you. But even before those words were written and spoken and preached, you had the words of the laws and the prophets. You had those words, those stories, those psalms where the Old Testament saints knew of God's love even before those words were written. How did they know? Well, they were able to see God's love for his people in Israel and how he delivered them from Egypt to the promised land. They knew of his love, that same type of love that we know today and are able to talk about and share with others. But something else was needed to be done. Something else was needed to be done in order for us to be saved. Words couldn't do it alone. His word couldn't do it alone. Blood needed to be shed. Jesus needed to die. And for those of us who ever question or doubt God's love, it's passages like these that should give us hope and encouragement because we see the good news in them. We call the gospel good news because God is committed to you. He loves you with an everlasting, perfect love. John continues to write in 1 John chapter 4, verses 9-10, through 10, this is how we know that God loves us. He sent his son into the world uh, as an atoning sacrifice so that we might be saved. It's because we couldn't attain salvation on our own that God needed to do something. Words couldn't do it. So he sent his son to die and rise for you so that all your sins are now no more. Romans chapter 5, verse 8. But God demonstrates. God shows us his love in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for you and for me. Christ died for us. John 15, 13. Greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. Remember, the creator of the universe, the Lord of all, the, 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 uh, God himself, he not only loves you, he, he wants you to be his friends. But even more than friends, the scripture also says that we're co-heirs. What standing we have now because of God through Jesus Christ. What a commitment. Do you see the sacrifice God, through Jesus, may not have walked 
1,000 miles. But there's another song that tells us where he did go. He came from heaven to earth to show us the way, from the earth to the cross for our debt to pay, from the cross to the grave, from the empty grave to the sky. Lord, it's because of your sacrifice and resurrection for us that today we're able to lift his name on high. So we'll continue to love the best way that we can through our words by saying those three powerful words, I love you. We'll continue to love in how we treat others and the gifts that we may give. We may not have the chance to walk 500 miles to show someone that we love them, but here's what we do know this morning. We know from our text that God loves us. We know that he loves us with the journey that he made from earth to the cross to the empty grave. That's love. Not that we loved him, but that he loved us. Remember? It's such an eternal truth. It's such a simple message, but it makes a world of difference. It makes a difference to you and to me. We are his children. God loves you. It's in his name that we pray, praise, and give thanks. Amen.